Hello, hello. Welcome to the Eddie Conversation Podcast. My name is Eddie V. Hill, and I am your host. Uh, I am a filmmaker living out in Los Angeles, California. This is episode number 64. Joining me today is Brooke Lusk. Yes, hello. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, welcome. Okay, Brooke. You are a outwalkat <clears throat> actor, mm-hmm. script supervisor. Yes. Anything else? We should um, mention up front. No, just performer, script supervisor. I like to write, but I wouldn't classify myself as a writer. Okay. Yeah. And I know you have a, um, I don't know if I know, okay, uh, journalistic background as well I in do. there somewhere? Yes. You have done your research. Uh, yes. I started entertainment journalism when I was very young. I did that for about seven years and realized it didn't really fulfill my creative soul which is what drove me into filmmaking and acting and that whole world. Okay, so specifically entertainment journalism. Correct. Yes. So press junkets, red carpet interviews. Um, Like I said, I did it when I was a kid, so mostly kid movies, which was a lot of fun. My very first movie I did was Shrek, and that whole cast was epic. That is cool. Yeah. Wow, what a first movie to do. I know. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, okay. All right, so we may jump more into that, too. What I do want to... Okay, I don't know. I feel like... I feel like we should also reference... Just to get it... I just want to get it out of the way, because I feel like it's... And again, you have it highlighted on your Instagram currently. Yes. Um, You have uh, some experience in the reality space, too. Yeah. Uh, you got to be on like a like a dating show thing, right? Yeah. You you tried that out. Yes. (laughs) So should we let's gloss over that really quickly and get that out of the way? Because I feel like that's, I don't know. I imagine that's, whatever, a lot of, whatever. I mean, there's tons of podcasts out about 12 Dates of Christmas that I was on. So if you want to know more about that, you could just YouTube that. That's what Um. I was going to say. Yes. Yeah. So last year, 12 Dates of Christmas season two came out, which I was on, Mm -hmm. on HBO Max. And yeah, it was just a fun opportunity that I wanted to give it a try I mean it wasn't really I don't know there was like no agenda behind it it was just kind of something I just wanted to give it a go and I won't be doing reality ever again (laughs) (laughs) and never again and I'll never do it again okay I guess I guess if anything I don't again I I didn't listen to the other podcasts referencing the show or but I am curious about process okay sure um for like let's just say I don't know what people. Oh, okay. What was I curious about? Is um, like when you were gonna do, like when you were thinking about jumping and giving this opportunity a shot. How did the opportunity come up, or is this something you auditioned for, or is it? How does how does that part work? So my old manager, who I was with. Um, I don't remember if he submitted me or someone like a casting director contacted him, but he ended up giving me a call one day and said, I have this opportunity for you, told me what it was. I was actually being cast for another HBO Max reality show. And then last minute, they put me on 12 Dates of Christmas. So I went through an entirely different process for another show, but same network. And then things happen. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they just bumped me on another one. But it's a very, very long audition process. So you have your audition with the casting director. You have a couple and they were all via Zoom because it was during COVID. And then the producers and then the network. And then they decide if they want to have you on. 
it was like I would say three to four months of interviews. And what kind of uh, interviews is like how I'm 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 assuming it's like personality interviews on how just does yeah they're trying to figure out on the specific people they want to put in the same room kind of thing but is exactly yeah chemistry you know seeing how who you are as a person personality um i mean the casting director once you kind of get past the casting director phase the casting director becomes your friend and like wants you to get cast uh through the producers in the network so they kind of help you with what to say um I mean, for dating, it's always, I feel like it's it's very animated about, like, would you date a fuckboy kind of thing? You know, would you go for a good guy? And they just want you to be really big and really bubbly. So Really entertaining. Really entertaining. Big yeah. personalities. So I, I feel like. Yeah, I would never, yeah. I, would <laughs> I was never exhausted after every audition. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, this makes sense. Mm-hmm. cool yeah all right and now we're now to the next topic yeah yeah, yeah. i love the speed right on um okay so the reason that you and i know each other is because we're both script supervisors pretty much yes is we connected i think via instagram somehow yeah and uh and we're both script supervisors so yes. that's kind of where i, I I'm, I'm very curious as to that trajectory for yourself okay i know like even the little digging that I did do, it's it's hard to really figure out timing wise on because you moved here. It's been uh, you're nearing the ten year mark I soon, am. right? It's yeah. not like this. I don't know. I think this will be year eight. Okay, I think I'm yeah. on year eight. Yeah. yeah. So okay, you moved to LA, and you initially moved here for the entertainment journalism. No, no, I moved oh, here okay. for acting. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, so yeah, yeah, quick yeah, story. Yeah. Um, no, we, have, we have time. You got it. <laughs> from 12 to 19, for seven years, I did entertainment journalism in Sacramento. And then around 19, I was co-hosting an entertainment journalist show. And I just kind of – it was kind of one of those things where you wake up one day and you're like, I'm not happy doing this. And I just made the decision that in three months I'm going to move to L.A. and just give acting a try. And I told my mom, oh, I'll just go for the summer. <laughs> And here I am, eight years later. So I never moved back home. I fell in love with acting. I fell in love with the city. And yeah, I mean, at 19, I was here, started pursuing acting. And then somewhere four years ago, so. All right, well, let's pause. pause Okay. Okay. I don't want to glide over all. Okay. That's very quickly. Pausing. Well, no, that's cool. I was just going to say that it's interesting that you just, you're like, I'm just going to move here for, for a few months. And then you've never left where I know it's very common that it happens the other way. It's like, I'm going to move there forever. Right. And then they only stay three months. <laughs> so that's kind of cool. Yeah. That's the only thought I had. Okay, sorry. <laughs> continue. I don't know. No, you're else. right. People, <clears throat> the city, I feel like you either love it or you hate it. Yeah. So um, how, was there anything specific that happened in the that first three months that you, you realized that this is like you, you this is it it just felt right the first three months was I was 19 it was the summer I had a roommate I was living in Orange County so I wasn't even really in LA mm-hmm. uh, so the acting opportunities were very slim so I felt like those three months flew by and I was I just wanted to give okay. myself more time all right uh, and then my roommate and I did make the move to LA about a year later and that's when things really started to kick into gear for me 
Cool. Yeah. Okay. So now we're fast forwarding. You're saying four years ago, mm-hmm. something happened. I <laughs> fell into script supervising, which the person who taught me is how I got in connection with you, Alyssa Lana. Do you know okay. Alyssa? I don't even know Alyssa. Oh my God. I met Alyssa through you. She gave me your info. So yeah. Alyssa. I, th- I think it's just the Instagram sphere. Like again, I, I promote myself on IG as a script supervisor. Okay. And I think my my thought was that she just saw that I was a script soup. Okay. And of course, I'm super legitimate and really cool. So of course, it was just like I barely know I barely know this guy. I, that's how I put it together. Okay. But she's one of my here. best friends. I've been friends with Alyssa for about five or six years now, and she's been script supervising longer than me. Um, and I was acting on a short film, and she was there. I didn't know she was going to be there. And I didn't know what she was doing. And I was like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm script supervising. And that's how I learned. I uh, I was only on the film for about two or three days. And I asked the producers if I could come back and shadow her. Mm. And I did. And that was four years ago. And then I just, I really loved it. And started doing it myself. Okay. So how did, okay. So, so you, how did I? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> how did, okay. So you, you watched her do her thing. How did you build up the craft from that point? Did did how did you learn further from there? I guess once you realized, yeah, yeah, because script supervising is a lot. It's a lot to take in. Um, well, it was. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say the question I like to ask too is what? It, just a reminder for those. What does a script supervisor do? Focus on continuity mainly. Okay, that's an easy can, answer there. That is. I mean, we can really get into it um yeah i mean i feel like our biggest job is continuity right okay yeah um but so i mean i've i shadowed her for five to seven days i think we were continued working and then since she was just a good friend of mine she would just come over to my house and just teach me you know break it down uh i think i shadowed her on a couple other projects for a few days and then i just started really small you know student films um, God, I, I mean, I feel like it was just trial and error. I did it for free a lot. Kind of like acting, starting out. You do a lot of yeah. things for free. Yeah. <laughs> so you can make those mistakes. Yeah, and build up the build up the, the confidence in the process. And uh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the connections. And the connections. That's the big one. That is. It's key. Okay. Yeah. Great. And yeah. that's it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's the show. Um, I, all right. I mean, that's similar to my story too, where I had been, um, I was more on, I I was on the crew side in Reno pursuing film and I had ended up on a bigger feature film as like a personal assistant to the director and, there was a script supervisor at Video Village for the first time in my entire experience. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Well, I, you were saying that Alyssa was already your friend prior yes. to that. Yeah. And I didn't know this woman. But I'll, she had her iPad and she was like swiping away and stuff. And I'm like, this is weird. What, what's going on here? Yeah. And she got sick one weekend and I got to fill in on this like $7 million indie feature wow. for a weekend. And she gave me the lowdown. I'm like, here's, some, here's how to take notes. 
and uh yeah similar she, I, she got she got my notes the over the weekend and she's like this is what you do now you're really good and this is this is this is this is now your life that's amazing and um i came down to la to study with her instructor uh her name is randy feldman shout out to randy <laughs> shout out to randy she's still teaching um yeah so i did like a workshop it was like an intensive six week kind of thing or something like that Either way, yeah, kind of. Cool. I don't know. Fell. I don't know if I fell. I don't know. Falling. Um, yeah, I yeah. fell. I fell into it. You fell yeah. into it. It's not like we were looking to do it. Nobody looks to. I don't know if anybody looks to do scripts. Right. I feel, yeah, I feel like that is the story that people just fall into it. But I really enjoy it, and I'm not sure why, because it's extremely stressful sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but I always enjoy that kind of stress. Yeah, you're involved. Yeah. And working close with the director is a lot of fun. Being at Village is a lot of fun. Um, did you start digital straight away? I did my first project, pen and paper. Okay. I think I did my first few on pen and paper. Yeah, I did like a, I think it was like an 18-day feature, 15-day feature, pen and paper. And and then, uh, yeah, eventually, it was like six, I did that for like maybe six months and then I transitioned out. Yeah. Yeah. That's the same. I, everybody kept screaming at me. I'm like, what's wrong <laughs> with being analog? Because I, I made this switch about a year into it, I think. And I really liked pen and paper because I felt like it was safe with me. Mm-hmm. That my computer couldn't crash because it wasn't okay. a computer. Yeah, it was yeah. a pen and paper. Yeah. Um, that's the one thing about digital that scares me because our notes have been compared to like the Bible of set if we lose them. No boy, no. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess for, for those at home that are unfamiliar with the paperwork that we do, mm-hmm. what what are we? Do? So I guess if we, let's get let's get, I don't let's get a little bit nerdy and specific with sure. with what we're filling out. <laughs> so if we're talking by hand, pen and paper, there's a lot of stuff that we turn in the script supervisors on the daily. Digital makes it kind of streamlined, mm-hmm. but the process of actually doing it helps plant it in the... Br- I don't know. That's how it works for me. Yeah. But and it, it you're actually more aware of all the stuff that you're doing when you do it manually. Yes. So what are we doing? Um, I can start with opposite pages. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The yeah. Fa- like the facing... The editor. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's different names for them. Yes. I, th- I, think, I think I know what you're talking about. This is like... Scene, take, camera roll, mm-hmm. all that. Um, <laughs> we're, yeah, should I just? Yeah, yeah, okay, please, we. <laughs> please. <laughs> uh, every script supervisor is a, a smidge different that I've met, aside from Alyssa, who taught me. So mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like I'm saying the wrong thing. No, this but... is great. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, sure. Go. I'll. You go yeah, ahead. You. <laughs> I'm actually really curious because I feel like you're better than me. <laughs> I was going to say, okay, so what happens is if if you see an image of a script supervisor or if you're on set and you see somebody who you think is maybe the script supervisor, it's kind of hard. It's easy to spot a script supervisor on set normally is they normally normally look like like a nerd Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they have some sort of tech in front of them and they're kind of just like in their own little world. And you can tell they're lonely. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes, only one in our department. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, they're sitting there with their laptop or their iPad, and they're at Video Village with the director, 
and the notes that we're doing there, like you said, it's the we're we're helping the second AC slate the scene. So mm-hmm. we tell them, okay, this is scene four. This is the second setup, so it's four A, four Apple, and then so we'll, we'll be notating. Yes. Each take, take one. This happened. Take two. This happened. Take three. This. So that's the, the base, the basic, basic notes that a script supervisor does. Correct. Yes. And then we we will circle the good ones. The director's favorite takes. Yeah, yes. the the favorites. So that way, in post, the editor can kind of Just we can, we can save them time. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole idea of the script soup is we're here to solve problems now. So that way, we yeah. we can help the production later. Fix it in pre. Fix it. In pre <laughs> and on the day. Yes. Yes. Not in post. <laughs> Not in post. Uh, yeah. I think my favorite kind of director is the director that okay. immediately is like, that's my favorite one. Circle that take. Because there's, I feel like I've, and there's nothing wrong with this. Directors are busy and they get crazy on set. Um, directing the actors that. I just, I'm like, did you like that take? Should I circle that one? You know? <laughs> but when they're like, that one, circle that one. I'm like, okay, got it. I love when they're they're vocal with me. It makes, yeah. I feel like it makes our, yeah. our life easier. If, they, if they're if they speaking their thoughts honestly, out loud, mm-hmm. it does make our job easier. Yes. Even if they're just saying it to the actor, just anybody, if we just hear it at all, it's helpful for the notes. Yes. Um, that's the job. Yeah. Okay, so you're talking. Okay, I've I've kind of almost stopped trusting the directors <laughs> on on when on when they say it's their favorite. I know okay. a lot of direct. Okay, it's director to director a little bit, mm-hmm. but I know I'm with some directors that like to just say they love everything, or they get excited about a thing, but they're not really thinking about. They're not thinking too closely about take three versus take four. They just say, "Yeah, that one was my favorite." Or yeah. They'll have a gut instinct, but I'm like, uh, eh, we don't, I'll just circle, I'll just, cir- I, I, I can gauge off, off their energy better than their words a lot mm-hmm. on whether they like it. So if they tell me, I just sometimes don't believe them. <laughs> <laughs> Puts it in the notes. Didn't really believe it, but he said it was his favorite. <laughs> Direct, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll put in quote. I like to do quotes in my notes too, like best yeah this is amazing says director so i'll just put the director said that and i circle are very sarcastic (laughs) i like sarcasm in my notes um (laughs) because i don't know they just i don't know directors directors well well, plus you and i are never getting hired ever again after this podcast no plus i guess i say it because i mean i've i've directed i direct too okay so I, but again, it's my experience as well. Like, I enjoy when the editor has more say. Like, the editor sometimes doesn't care <laughs> on, like, they're here to, they're there to service the project mm-hmm. and they're there to assist the director in making a good product. But sometimes the director's thinking too much about how difficult it was on the day to get a shot or the amount of setup it took and they're more invested. Like, they can get, they can get compromised emotionally. And the editor, it's kind of like a clean slate, and right. they can watch it without all that other context. Right. And they usually have a better view, a little better clean view. And then the director can come in later and be like, hey, this is actually what I was thinking. And the editor will fight back. I'm like, well, this is why I did it. And hopefully, yeah, there's a nice collaborative conversation yeah. there. That's enlightening because I've never, ever worked in post. Mm. So 
you being a director and having work. I almost drank from my mic. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's it makes sense. It's good to know. Uh, directing is something that I would like to do in the future. I don't feel like I'm anywhere near attempting. You could do it easy. Directing's easy. Doing it well is hard. Ah, yeah, I'll give it a few more years. I want to I wanna <laughs> hone in on my acting and script supervising before I okay. enter that water. Yeah, but. it's good to have your priorities. Yeah. Is there a director... Now I'm interviewing you. Sure, Is please. there a director <laughs> that has um, stuck out in your mind that you just loved working with as a scripty? <clears throat> or uh, hated. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, no. I got tripped up by uh, the term scripty. I was going to ask you about it. It was on my list. I was going to ask Do you... Do you not how- like it? Well, okay. It's not about me. <laughs> it's not about me. Okay. I guess I have learned not to like it. Oh, okay. It's mostly because um, other script supervisors don't like it. Hmm. I've never, I'm not aware. <clears throat> um, I talk about this on the show quite frequently. Okay. I like to... like to, uh, it's, uh, Yeah, you can let me know if this is accurate or not, but... but Script supervisor is a position historically that has been uh, occupied by women employee people. Okay. So it's like a cutesy nickname kind of uh, thing commonly. Okay. (laughs) Through history, script supervisors have mostly been women and then the directors have mostly been men. And it's normally like the script girl, like the script girl is kind of like a thing that was people used to say, hey, script girl. Uh, okay. So it's a little bit like a demeaning, downgrading. It's like, I'm a script supervisor. Don't call me script girl. Right. Scripty is a similar cutesy nickname. Is a script, like scripty is a little like cute and demeaning. Gotcha. Um, same with crafty too, like the craft services people, primarily women. So crafty and scripty both were I did not know this. Men talking down to women and thinking lesser of them through time. Um, so, yeah, other script supervisors are like, yeah, I don't, I don't, like, scripty can really, you know. So whenever I hear it, I'm like, Ugh. oh. Script soup. How, is script soup okay? Script soup is great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like, I mean, so I I, try, I guess I, I, whenever I hear I try to, yeah. That's Thank you for educating me yeah. because I would not want to offend someone else in our field. Yeah. Yes. I've yeah. So I guess when, yeah, script supervisor in full, script soup is cool. Script can also be cool. I like being called script. That okay. That sounds kind of official. Yeah. Or, you know, just your name too. Hey, Brooke. Yeah. That's nice when people call you by your name versus, hey, scripty. This happened to me on this Christmas movie recently. I was just there for a day. Because that, I mean, that was the thing. I was just a day player. So yeah. they didn't know my name. Scripty. I was like, oh, I'm not going to. It's not, it's not that. Old. Yeah. Yeah. I can. Yeah. I think I've actually been referred to as Scripty more so than my name. Thinking yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people think that script supervisors enjoy being called Scripty. So peop- it's like, oh, I know. I, I know the nickname that you enjoy. Scripty. Right. Okay, sorry, you had a question in there that you were interviewing me. <laughs> no, now. you're fine. Uh, oh, directors. Directors, yes. Do you have a favorite? Can I ask you that question first? Sh- sure. So I don't compromise your answer because you're the you're the guest. <laughs> <laughs> um, a favorite director I've worked with. 
Uh, well, I guess circling back to, some, uh, like I said, directors that are vocal. Yep. Uh, I worked on a thriller movie that just came out end of April. We worked on this in September. Uh, Brian Herzlinger. And I think if I remember correctly, he does a lot of Lifetime and Hallmark movies. Okay. One of, if not the best director I've worked with as a script supervisor. Just, just... Very decisive about everything. Like, he knew exactly what he wanted. He was always on track with his shot lists. I've worked with many directors who don't even make shot lists, which can make your life very hard. Everyone's life very hard. Mm -hmm. He was just very organized and very decisive with everything. Very fast-paced. We shot eight pages a day. It was like a 15-day shoot um, for like a 95-page thriller I, I just loved working with him. Um, yes. During takes, he would point at the screen and my notes were so specific where it was just, you know, just piece. I was basically editing for the editor in my notes. We're going to piece this here and this here and this here. And that's just how we wanted it. And it was a lot of work for me and the most I think I've ever been thrown at. But I feel like I learned a lot from him and I really liked how decisive he was. Okay, yes. Yeah. Decisiveness. Decisiveness is great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's helpful. Yeah. Yeah, because you talked about, <clears throat> I guess, maybe, I wouldn't say like bad director, but directors making it harder on their team than they need to do yeah. with um, the lack of decisiveness on even just the shots. Because us, us as script supervisors, some things, I guess, that people maybe don't know that we even really do because it's kind of invisible work. Is like the matching action and the, uh, yeah, the continuity of the actors and the space and props. And so when you jump into a new scene, it's helpful to know how we're going to shoot this thing. Yeah. Is who's getting close ups? Where's, is, are we doing a wide? And then the order in which we shoot it determines a lot of, a lot of stuff too, which can be frustrating. Yeah. <sighs> So yeah, it's nice. It's nice. Okay. So to my answer is kind of similar in a way where I enjoy, I know one, one, it's, it's the movie's called Earthquake Country. Uh, it's premiering soon, actually, at the Dances with Wolves Film Festival. Amazing. Um, it had two directors, um, Hallie and Audrey McPherson. So it was like two sisters on their directorial debut adventure. And because it was their directorial debut, they actually did the nice thing of including the team in the process because they're like, we know we're not professional. We're not. We know we're not like elite. We d we don't know everything. So even if you do know everything, you should probably still you know utilize the team you brought on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but they were awesome with it. They weren't trying to pretend that they knew everything. So they included the script supervisor, ADDP. We would all just kind of have a little meeting before each scene and, and I would do my little drawings of, okay, so the character's here and here. We have the angles here and here. Okay, we're, everybody's on the same page with these How we're setups. Doing this. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's nice. I love when people can be collaborative and there's not just like a dictator. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That yeah. sounds like a very pleasant experience. It was lovely. And it was on yeah. location, too. So we were like, you know, the whole living together for three weeks and that kind of thing. 
lovely experience. Very fun. And I'm excited to finally see the movie like <laughs> three years later. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, I don't know, it's been a whole thing. Um Yeah. Yeah. Shooting on location is fun. I first AD'd one movie. I was gonna ask about this. Did you know about this too? First AD? Yeah. Yeah, you're credited on IMDB oh, with some it? first AD work. Yeah. Oh my god. I gotta look at my IMDB. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh I um the biggest thing I did was a werewolf movie in the Sequoias. And I think we were there two weeks. And, and, you, were, and you were first AD. I was first AD. Why? <laughs> so this was end of 2020. Hadn't really worked all year because of the pandemic. And Alyssa was script supervising on this werewolf movie. And her, her and I were out at lunch. And she was like, oh, I leave in about a week to go to the Sequoias to film this horror movie. And I think if I – yeah – we wrapped on at midnight on Halloween. So, werewolf movie, horror is my favorite. Okay. Uh, and she said, do you know any first ADs? And I was like, what if I first AD? And she's like, you don't first AD? And I was like, I will learn. And I did. I just, I like called all my first AD friends and I interviewed them and I watched a bunch of YouTube stuff. The director was also very green. Um... And I told her that I was very green. <laughs> it's a great combo. <laughs> yeah. Um, it actually went over very well. Uh, now that I know what a first AD does, I'm like, I don't want to do this. Um, but it, it actually went well. And no one on set could tell that I was green, which I was like. That's awesome. That's my acting skills coming into play. Great. You pulled it off. <laughs> I pulled it off. But it was a lot of fun. How many, how many days again? I think two weeks. 12 days, two six-day weeks. Do you remember? I don't know, it's kind of, sp- I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it was 12 days, shooting days. I would hope that yeah. if you're doing two weeks, it's at least two six-day weeks. Mm-hmm. Just knock it out. It's crazy. That's a lot. It was a lot. That's crazy to uh, just jump in and do a feature yeah. as a first AD. Which, yeah. But most of that cast and crew is still very tight. Like, I got a lot of friends out of that. And uh, we are going to Italy this August, September. And she wrote in this new film that director and is directing it and we just got greenlit and funding from investors so we're going to italy for six to eight weeks and you're signing on as script supervisor okay with <laughs> Alyssa. where there's going to be two of us in the department whoa which is that's unheard of how it used to be did you know that no our department used to be script supervisor and continuity Really? There was two of us. I know that those discussions happen a lot in the script supervisor groups, and there's a lot of push to try to get to, but it's it's weird on how to, I don't know, I get confused. I'm trying to imagine having, like, if you and I were both script supervising the same thing, I don't even, I'm like, okay, I guess I'll notate stuff, and you watch... I don't know, it's weird. I don't... So how I was picturing it was one of us would be lining the script... And staying on book for the actors, and the other one would be doing opposite pages. And then both of you were just paying attention the whole time and catching stuff. Yeah. I, but I feel like continuity would be more so on the monitor, but lining the script and staying on book, maybe not as much on the monitor, unless there's monitor space, because I know you always have to fight for that in Village. Yeah, because I guess it depends on how how the actors are doing, too. If the actors are nailing their lines over and over again, then there could be less pressure taken off of the being on book. It's like, okay, great. They're like never messing up. I'll, you know, you'll, you'll, they'll, they'll still be following along and being there for them, but they can put energy elsewhere. Yeah. But that's cool. How did, 
how, how did you guys, how did you wrangle the, uh, the two script soup deal? So Leah, our writer director, when she was talking to the investors about funding, we're shooting on film. So mm. when you shoot on film, it's more expensive, obviously. And she wants to minimize the amount of mistakes as possible. Yeah. Granted, you, that's not always promised because the actors could mess up, you know. But uh, just when it comes to continuity, she would rather have two heads instead of one. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, that's that fine. Sounds great. With film. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah, because on film, this is the annoying thing. I, I hate it. <laughs> I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like this should be the case all the time. It's like every take matters. We should make sure everything is working all the time. We shouldn't be rushing this. Let's talk about it first. Mm-hmm. Let's rehearse this first. Mm-hmm. Let's block this out first. Versus like, oh, let's just roll in the rehearsal. Let's just, let's just, uh, yeah. let's just, we can, we can, let's just keep rolling and let's just go back to the top and let's just keep, let's just burn. Let's just burn these memory <laughs> cards with nothing usable. Yeah. And then the editor <laughs> has to sift through whatever. <clears throat> so yeah. with film, yeah, you, you it's precious, which is lovely. It makes people actually do it properly, which yeah. I, it's kind of the only reason I, I guess what consider doing film is because my team would actually care. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone would check the frame and be like, everyone sees that C-stand, right? Let's move that yeah. before we roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we, 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 yeah, we would rehearse it to death mm-hmm. and then two takes or, you know, whatever. Yeah. That's a, that's cool, though. That's, that's lovely. I'm really Italy. excited. Italy. Yep. <laughs> that's awesome. Thank you. I'm Italian, so this has been a dream to always go to Italy. You've never been. I've never been. That'll be exciting. You extending the stay? Um, I was thinking about it because my birthday is actually the end of September. So that's definitely an option is to wrap the film mid-late September and maybe just stay an extra week or two for my birthday. How long is the shoot? Six to eight weeks. We're still. That's long. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So I missed that part of it. I was no, like, wait not. a second. <laughs> you're there forever. Six to eight weeks. Yeah. That's a that's a weird Okay. We don't have <clears throat> everything logistically. Yeah, it, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. That's awesome. Yeah. I was thinking about I <laughs> not that this is gonna happen to you, but I got <laughs> hit up for as it goes, like I script supervised for a feature last year. The first AD recommended me as a script supervisor for another project this year. And the the hard sell was that we're doing a week here in LA. It was a, it was a short film. And another week in the Bahamas. Wow. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've yeah. never been in the Bahamas. This is going to be so cool. <laughs> and then we never ended up going to the Bahamas. Damn it. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, because, uh, yeah, they weren't as cooperative or, like, I guess the deeper they got into conversations with the resort or whatever, they realized that it wasn't going to work out. And then they looked at, like, different resorts in, like, Mexico, like Puerto Vallarta or some other spots. I'm like, oh, that'll do. That's fine. Yeah. And then we ended up shooting in Long Beach. So <laughs> I've <laughs> I was been to like, Long Beach now. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I was like... <clears throat> You know, I took this crappy rate so I can go to the Bahamas. Yeah. That kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to... Oh. I'm going to Long it's fine. Beach. It's fine. <laughs> so, that's... Yeah. Fingers... Hopefully it doesn't land. You're shooting in Long Beach after yeah, all this work. Yeah. Right? Um, that's cool. Yeah. No, I think my director is very set <laughs> on uh, Italy. No, that'll happen. You guys got the money. Yeah. Got 
the shmoney. Nice. <laughs> I f- okay, I lost track of what's going on here. All right, back back on track. I'll take a sip. You got some matcha. Mm-hmm. Is that a matcha? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll ask the the easy question, and because I'm curious too, is so you've fallen into script supervisor life. Mm-hmm. You still are actor life. Mm-hmm. How does how does I'm very curious on how they complement each other if they do, like you doing script supervisor work, if you're able, like if, if that helps build the actor Brooke up or if actor Brooke or being a script supervisor makes you a better actor or like that back and forth on how, how yeah. that's kind of played out. Uh, immediately when I started script supervising, I noticed that it made me a better actor technically. Immediately. Yeah, I mean, not. I mean, immediately I had the realization that this is going to make me a better oh, actor. Gotcha. I wasn't like, <laughs> no one approved. I uh, just all the technical things, you know, even pulling focus and knowing how to act with what lens we're on and where to act from. That was never. I I was so unaware of little things like that. So, um, you know, watching other actors, you could tell who's new to acting and who's not. So just just learning from other people and watching them um, scripty, script supervising <laughs> ah! uh, has <laughs> um, taught me a lot. It just threw me off. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as for, I think I kind of lost myself in the script supervising world like I I stopped paying attention to my acting when I first jumped into script supervising I was really wrapped up in it I thought it was really cool but I kind of neglected my acting pursuits so I had to kind of pull myself away from script supervising because the money can be better than acting money at the level I'm at right now yeah or more consistent or yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so I think I kind of got swallowed by that financial comfort and uh, had to pull myself out and focus on my acting because I didn't want to lose that. I still really love that. Uh, and I didn't want people just to think of me as a script supervisor. I wanted them to also know that I'm an actress. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a delicate balance that I'm still figuring out. Uh, I'm actually kind of stepping back from script supervising right now to focus more on my acting. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, that's the struggle because, like um... – that's yeah okay it makes sense that it would help the acting by default too with that's the same thing like what i feel like i'm shadowing directors all the time when i'm script supervising i'm just like watching decisions being made i'm watching to see how they play out and i can learn from others mistakes or others wins or i like how they did this or i didn't like how they did that so i could see how it still plays with actors too I'm like, oh, it makes my job a lot easier as a script supervisor when that actor knows their lines. Just step one. Step one, (laughs) yeah. Step two is like, oh, this actor is like, oh my gosh, they're sitting down on the exact same line at the exact same thing every single time. Yeah. They know the direction they're turning. They know which hand has this. Like, you can just tell that I don't have to watch anything on this person because they're just nailing it every time. Yeah. You got a lot of respect for... uh, Season actors. Yeah. Yeah. It's lovely. Yes. Um, lost my train. Okay. <clears throat> I was going to say, 
I forgot. Okay. <laughs> I have a just something to add on to that. I was uh, with Alyssa last summer in Temecula, and they were shooting a movie with Vivica Fox. She's in Kill Bill, mm. and she was our leading lady in this movie, and Alyssa was script supervising on it. And she told me that there was this one scene, and Vivica is such a pro, that she was smoking a cigarette, and every time they had to reload the cigarette, she would tell everyone to wait and smoke it down to the exact same spot that it was at. And it's little things like that that script supervisors are just like, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for That's doing great. that. That's so great. the cigarette's not like constantly shrinking and growing in every yeah. gun. <laughs> She's like, I just gotta have a little smoke here. Don't little, mind me. Smoke, smoke. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah. I hate, yeah, c- cigarette continuity is the worst. It's like drink continuity. Well, pl- well, plus, I'm on a lot of, I don't know how it is for you. I'm on a lot of, because I'm non union. You're non union. Yeah. Do you have ambitions to go union? Probably. Uh, as a script supervisor, yeah. I'm. It's just, it's not like my. First priority sure. right now. I just became union as an actress. Oh, congrats. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the acting. Uh, we'll get there. Just, yeah, no, we'll get there. No, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was going to say is as working on non-union productions, again, I don't know how it is for you, but I feel like I'm kind of like, I'm. Some people come to me with like, hey, are these drinks okay? Or hey, is this is this good? And hey, the cigarette. And I'm just like, eh. <laughs> right. I'm like, I don't know. It's like, that's, that's the least of our worries at this specific moment. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to make our day. We're trying to, like, I don't want to slow the production down by saying, hey, actually, those drinks can we go... If it, it if it's a huge if it's a huge thing, I'll speak up about it. Yeah. But sometimes it's, there's some, there's other bigger continuity things we got to watch for well that's awesome that the cigarette thing yeah i don't disagree with you i think that i play by my director some directors are very on me about like those drinks don't match and it could be a centimeter off so then it's just i have to rewire my brain to watch all the little things yeah um at the same time we should be getting help from Art department. There you go. <laughs> and hair and makeup and wardrobe. <laughs> yeah. Or other Well, yeah, things. again, on yes. smaller projects, we don't have the luxury of, of having a, a big enough video village where those people can actually have a close eye on the screen. Uh, yeah, agreed. So when the hair... Cause the thing that threw me off, for, I've been working on it so hard, is the hair continuity. Mm-hmm. Especially, with, especially with newer actors. That's the constant. Yeah, the or the, there's the hair tuck. Mm-hmm. Like during a scene, the actor will just like kind of pseudo in character nervously tuck hair sometimes and sometimes they don't. So I can watch for the starting position of the hair, but then I'm like, oh, it ended differently. Or, right. Oh. I don't know when they did that. Yeah. Because we're not really looking for that. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's, I can't waste all my. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, those little things. Continuity, everybody. <laughs> okay. Um,. <laughs> Okay. Well, I'm glad. Okay. I know on your Instagram specifically, um, I feel like you do a pretty good, I feel like it's obvious on the ratio between promoting yourself as a script supervisor and not. I know I was just scrolling through. I'm like, oh, there's a script supervisor pick. It's real. She's been doing it for longer than, because I didn't know how long you're doing it. So I was like, where's the earliest script suit pick? 
it was just a couple of years ago or something. I, I don't know if you... Yeah, it was uh, like end of 2019, or if I'm thinking of the one. I don't even remember. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So it's like one script suit pick and then like 80 other picks and one script suit pick. So yeah. The, yeah. I feel that. Cause, okay. I was going to say as a director script supervisor, it's tricky too. Because I don't know if you tell people on set as you're script supervising that... You're a director? That you're also an actor. Oh, me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. It's like, hey, I'm here and I love my job, but actually my dream is on the actor side. Um. Well, I... Or how you phrase it. I phrase it that I love doing both. Um, and I do. I do love working in production. I just love making movies. So I'm actually equally happy acting or script supervising. It's just I feel like my personal dilemma of, oh, I'm neglecting my acting. You know what I mean? So it's just kind right, of like right. I have to check myself and put more effort where I want it in my life. But I do equally love both things. It's just if people ask, is this what you do? I say yes, but I also act. Yeah. So Well, it's like, hey, my name is Eddie. I'm a director. I'm making a movie and I need an actor just like you mm-hmm. and I need a script supervisor. Which per- which one would you prefer to uh oh, Okay, <laughs> act. Yeah, I guess I would prefer to act. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it makes sense too cuz those opportunities come around lesser than the script soup is Also true. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Got the answer. <laughs> Got, Got the it. answer. Okay, Got you fished it out of me. I'm a liar. <laughs> <laughs> no, cuz I know I w- you're not a part of. Okay, are you a part of the um, any script supervisor? Are you on Facebook, like the Facebook groups and stuff? Do you do any of that? I have a Facebook, but I could not tell you the last time I logged into Facebook. Okay, so well, no. we gotta fix that. <laughs> no, there's. Um, I went to. There's a Los Angeles script supervisor network. Okay. And I went to. We had our first in-person meeting since COVID happened, and it was lovely catching up with all the script soups. Script soup. Um, good soup. <laughs> good, good soup. Um, <clears throat> and I was talking with um, this woman that had mentioned, because she switched from acting to script supervising recently, and she was on a show that let her act <laughs> like they needed a character for a thing. And I guess she, re- I don't know how it happened. I didn't ask her. <laughs> but she got to do this whole dramatic, like, death scene. Nice. And uh, I was like, oh, cool. She found a way to be a script supervisor on a thing and act in it at the same time. I'm like, that's crazy. So I don't know if that's ever happened. Has that yeah. ever? You've done it? As background. Oh, uh, that doesn't count. It doesn't count. But it was extremely difficult because he, that's the impossible. director, still wanted me to take notes. So I did. <laughs> um, I was background at a restaurant. That's unfair. And I had my computer on the floor. And after every cut, I would just pick it up and be like, where are the notes? So the director was helpful with yelling notes at me in between. I mean, we've been there. I I know I've done AD and script supervisor at the same time. I did a 23-day horror creature feature as a first AD. And then I had my iPad. And after each take, I would script soup. Was your brain fried afterwards? It was a piece of cake. Was it really? No, I don't know. I don't... The first priority was first AD was the first priority, and then the notes came second. So I was mostly like, it was it was tough. It was, it was I mean, yeah. I would not recommend it. Don't I wouldn't say don't do that. But I know Mm-mm. it was 
I just moved to LA and back in Reno, I had a buddy that was making his first feature and he just needed the help. That's very kind of you. I can't picture you as a first AD just because you're so soft-spoken. And if you know nothing about first ADs, they're usually the person that like everyone thinks is a dick on set. But they, like if they, if you think they're a dick, they're doing a good job. Right? No. No? No. That's the whole, that's the whole, like, no, it's not the stereotype. It's not, not the job. job. The I job wasn't is a not, dick when the, I was a first The job year. does not be a dick. The job is get the job done. On time. On time. Yes. Through communication. Right. And, and be a little mean about it. And, and, <laughs> and the tactic in which you communicate can vary depending on personality. Yes. But yeah, I first, I first AD'd, yeah. I'm, I, I'm an awesome always, first AD. Did you make all your days? Yeah. And he wasn't a dick. You just beat the stereotype. I'm I'm just good at my job. I'm sorry. <laughs> you are. I'm, I don't <laughs> doubt you at all. No. Uh. No. I, I. I. It's not. I get that. I get that quite frequently. Actually, I forget. <clears throat> no. I do. Like it's kind of like a parental thing too. I feel like it's parental techniques. You can yell at your children, and hope that they do better. Yes. Or you can just show that you're disappointed in them. <laughs> And then, it, and then they'll feel it, and then they'll feel bad. They're like, "Oh, I let I let my dad down. I don't want to. I don't want him to be sad again. like that." Yeah. I'll just be like, oh, "Man, guys, I thought we were better than this." <laughs> <laughs> so he's, you're not mean. You're just manipulative. <laughs> he's a manipulative first AD. <laughs> I, I have I have my different tactics. Okay, I save I save I save those those moves for. Yes. Uh, for the emergencies. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're very far behind. But normally, yeah, you know, instead of shouting out to a full room, I go to I go to individuals and Yeah. Yeah. You know, fix it in pre. Fix it in pre. Yeah. That's the key. Yeah, first AD makes me very stressed out. It's not for me. Like you said, being a parent, I feel like that is the job of the first AD. You are just in charge of all the departments in a way, like, you know, just keeping everybody on track and I hate yeah, you gotta have a lot of trust. I hate it. I love being the only person in our department. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because the script supervisor is still in the know with all the departments. Mm-hmm. Same as a first AD. It's just it's a different relationship. Yeah. Like ideally, either way, we're here to support each other and get the make a make a great product. Yeah. But yeah, there is some animosity on one position more than the other. Yeah. Mm. Have you ever walked off a job? Spill the tea. I don't think I have. Really? Mm-hmm. Have you ever wanted to? Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm thinking of like a student. I know when I first moved to Los Angeles, I was script supervising. Kind of like you said, like there's, it wasn't a free job, but it was a, um, it was a, I don't know if I should shut out the college either. It's not their fault. Um, <laughs> it was just one of the film schools. Yeah. And I think it was like a 10 day, it was like a crazy long, sh- I don't know. I think the script supervisor wanted to quit after day one or something. I don't know. The point is I came in and it was like a whole flurry of like, we need a script supervisor because we're losing our script supervisor and nobody else is available. And you're the only one who says they're available, but you won't take our rate. So I was like, yeah, I'm not going to work for that. Sorry, I think whatever. And then they raised the rate up for me. And I came in the next day 
And then the director wanted nothing to do with me and didn't want me there at all. And was really confused as to why I was near conversations and wanted to be in on rehearsals and blockings. He just wanted me at Village. Uh, and that's that's the only time that I've been like... Why am I here? Yeah, your whole team just fought really hard to bring me onto set. And I'm doing a favor by working for a low rate already. Yeah. But I didn't walk off. I finished it. That's very nice of you. Yeah. That's the only time I came close. Yeah. And yeah. What about you? Tell me about your... <laughs> I've walked off one. Time. One set. Uh, it was last summer. Um, spoke with the director beforehand. S- seemed like a nice guy. Uh, it was a small indie feature with little kids, which makes things difficult and a dog the dog was like the star of the movie Uh, yeah which makes continuity also difficult but you know you have to be forgiving when there's an animal on set just kind of let things go but they uh had two units and didn't tell Mm. me Mm. that they had two units and they expected me to be with both units at the same time and they were shooting at the same time in different locations so i you know still kind of just being overly nice sometimes you know i could just break my back for people i was literally sprinting back and forth between two units trying to get notes for both and you know i just was like okay day one i want to really do a good job and um it was very hot people were getting agitated we were behind and day one i think the director and the dp made me cry like twice before lunch just because they were very demeaning and I was really trying my hardest, but I just was getting, like, horrible, horrible feedback. And I was really just, you know, pushing. Day two, same thing happened. Made me cry a couple times before lunch. And I just went to my UPM at the end of day two. And just the, like, mental wear and tear I had by end of day two. I was like, I can't come back to this. Mm. I'm really, really sorry. Yes. So I didn't come back. I, I actually, you know, tried to find a replacement for myself and turned in all my notes immediately got paid for the two days and then I found out that they went through four more script supervisors throughout that shoot and none of the other script supervisors turned their notes in because they were so mad at the production so I was like it was not they me they didn't get any notes turned in no nope. I think that's weird I feel like even if the day is bad you still turn I turned mine in yeah, yeah. I just wanted nothing to do I was like okay, here I'm so done. what kind of what kind of feedback or I guess just for all the baby script supervisors at home looking forward to the job. Um, I just I I just felt like this was situ- very situational. Um, I just couldn't do anything right in my director and DP's eyes. They had a small village set up for me, but they would shoot far away. So I would try and be by my director, and he had a small monitor, and I would oh, rather right, kind right. of be in the mix rather than at village and like miss something. So I was trying to just stay in the mix of things. And uh, I just was never where I was supposed to be in their eyes. Like, I just couldn't do anything right. Like, it was, yeah. Yeah, that's no fun. No. (laughs) But after I walked off the job, I booked another job that paid twice as much. And I was, I was very happy after that. you were happy. (laughs) Happy ending. Yeah. So. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that was last year. 
Okay. Yeah, last summer. That's nice of you to try so hard, though. Yeah. I definitely did too much. Um, one of the other script supervisors that hopped on the job called me after they walked. And they were like, they expected me to do this and this and this. And I told them no. And then they got mad at me. And the things that they were expecting them to do, I was doing. And I was like, you didn't do it? And they were like, no, that's a way below my pay grade. like, mm-hmm. Or above. Yeah. They just, you know. Mm. They should have a second unit if you have two units. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's a lot there. there um, yeah. It was just a messy production. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, that's that. those are the lessons that we learn, right? Yeah. It's like next time when we're in a predicament like that. Because I'm sure it's happened to me a few times, too, where I'm trying to do what the production is needing me to do per that specific production and then later on i realized that there was a better way of going about it or even just like hey uh director and dp just to clarify um i can only do notes for like one unit so which unit do you want me to be with and that's kind of where i'm gonna be yeah for these reasons yeah and then just stick the guns or if they're like, well, actually, we still need you to do both. And then it's like, okay, well, just so you know, I might have missing notes. Yeah. If you're cool with that. I'm just going to clarify now. Yeah. You're giving the thumbs up. Okay, great. Well, I missed some important stuff and I was just over there. I'm sorry. Like that kind yeah. of that kind of like, well, let's see, your fault, not my fault. I'm yeah. Got to hire a second unit. We cannot be in two places at once. Got to hire two script supervisors per unit yes yep <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> or i mean that's kind of the sell for the two script supervisor thing in the first place is if you are going to splinter off and have another unit over there one of you can cover that for that in half a day or whatever and then come back yeah that's another sell everybody producers um, <laughs> great notes notes <laughs> Let's talk. I know we should talk more about acting. Um, I went through your, again, I went through your IMDb. This is, okay, this is a specific gig, but I was curious as to, it's called Smosh. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. This was like a long time ago. This was a decade ago. This was a decade this, ago. Yeah, this was 10 years Back ago. Back when Smosh was extra cool. Yeah. I, I wasn't even living in LA yet. I was filming all these in NorCal. Oh, they were in SAC then. Yeah. Oh, yeah, cool, because I've worked with Smosh. Okay. Here, so I was like, oh, that's our overlap. We both have Smosh experience. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> uh, how long ago did you work with them? I did script soup and first AD with Smosh pre-pandemic. Okay. During the pandemic, they've slimmed, they've trimmed down their, they all, they do everything in-house now, mm-hmm. which I'm bummed about. They don't, they go without a script soup, they go without a first AD. They don't. They don't use either anymore. Wow. Good for them. <laughs> faces, faces. <laughs> Hire me. I'm just kidding. Uh, I'll come in as a writer. Um, there you go. Okay. So you. So okay. You made a face when I brought up Smosh. Did you? Did you have like a? Did you have a? Were you an on-screen like interactive person with main talent, and you're part of skits? What? what? Yes. I, yes. 
Was it? A, was it? A, okay. Was. <clears throat> I feel like you know. I don't like know. You looked these I, up. I didn't. I didn't watch the skits. I'll go back and watch them after. Don't. <laughs> um, Brooke yeah. Lusk smush. I just sketch. played hot girl usually in their little oh, skits. Okay. So lots of cleavage jokes. Oh shucks. I All think right. that's the only like I know I was in like three or four, but the one that's sticking in my head is something about jugs and it's like cleavage, but then they like turn into like actual real life milk jugs and then there's milks. I don't remember the context of this. Okay. Maybe I disassociated. Yeah, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think about <laughs> 10 years ago Smosh because Ian and Anthony are the two main Smoshers. Yeah. Anthony is the one that left. Okay. I didn't know that. Like five years ago or something. So I'm trying to imagine that's them. They used to do like if movies were real they didn't, or mm-hmm. if, if whatever was real, they had a whole series like that. Yeah. I was on if apps were real. Oh, if apps were real. Yes. Shucks. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was hoping it would be a little bit more um, Courtney Miller esque or. Uh... I don't know who that is. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's Courtney Miller. You, you said you, you were like, I don't want to smoke. No, at some point they brought in a, a cat, almost like an SNL style main cast for okay. Smosh. Courtney Miller's been with them for a long time. Okay. And now Courtney does a lot of writing and directing for them too. Nice. So, yeah, it's very cool. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I okay, I didn't anyway. really watch Smosh. No. I just was in like three or four episodes. Got, it was just a hired gig. It was just a hired gig. And it yeah. was generic uh, hot girl casting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, great, Shucks. great experience. One of my very first acting experiences, and everyone was super sweet. I mean, it's very intimidating to be the hot girl with like cleavage on display when you're 18, but it happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah, I was gonna say. I hope I was. I was thinking like I don't think that's much of a thing these days, but I think it's just as prominent as. As ever, but I don't know. I don't. Cause I, I know, I know. I follow a lot of like actors that kind of call out certain castings. On mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of like, uh, um, <laughs> like the descriptions and how they describe women in castings can be kind of like questionable. Yeah. Um, there's there's always like the like the not like they want it like a normal looking person. They don't want like a hot person. So they specifically say not not attractive. Uh, and then you like think about yourself and like oh wait they're considering me for this thing like that whole yeah or i don't know how it works yeah i don't think that's gotten better a decade later (laughs) okay so either all right so that's smosh moving on from that uh so okay you moved to los angeles Mm -hmm. with the dream of being an actor and you stayed here you moved to los you went to orange county you moved to l.a you recently hit SAG eligibility and you made the leap. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about what, how has, how, how, I'm okay. I'm trying to, I'm almost trying to set it up as like an advice section too. Is, how have you managed to? How do you do? How do you do the pursuit? Acting like the hardest thing in the world to do. Like it's the hardest. It's the hardest film thing to 
get any traction and build yourself up into. So yeah. you've been doing this for a while. Mm-hmm. How, what are you doing? How do you, how has your approach changed since you moved to Los Angeles to now? Like, I don't, I don't know. Um, how has it changed? Or maybe it's the same. I don't know. I feel like I just, uh, it's a, it's a good, it's a fully loaded question. I feel like in my brain, um, I just feel like I would play and mess around a lot more when I was younger. Like I wasn't fully focused on just honing in on acting and my craft and really taking it seriously. It was kind of just like, oh, it'll happen, you know, but it is something like an athlete. I had an acting coach compare it one time to, you know, a professional athlete that you have to go to practice as an NFL player and multiple times throughout the week to exercise those muscles. And it's the same thing as acting. You have to go to acting class to exercise those muscles. If you're not on a project, you know, you just got to stay warm and say, stay ready. You just have to treat it like you're a professional athlete um, or a professional at anything you do. Uh, so that I feel like has changed. I didn't really take it as seriously in my early 20s. You know, partying in WeHo on the weekends was a priority up there. And oh, no. That, you know, that, gotta, that changes. Got to get that out of the system for gotta sure. Got to get that. I sure did. The Just the sound of <laughs> WeHo now. I'm like negative. Um, yeah. So just I don't like regret kind of playing and adventuring around LA you know it's Mm -hmm. I feel like like you said you have to get that out of your system and it's life experience too at the same time I've built a lot of friendships and family here so yeah I I don't regret any of that I just have learned that okay I gotta buckle down and I gotta focus and I've actually never had an agent in LA I've just had managers an agent is next on my list now that I've Mm -hmm. become SAG Mm -hmm. and um theatrical and commercial yeah. specifically i mean i don't i know theatrical is the uh almost a harder one to get versus a commercial but okay yeah. yeah agents yeah agents that's that's the next step so uh yeah just submitting on imdb pro and getting those emails and sending my my, my stuff over you're submitting on uh, wait how are you okay because you mentioned earlier that uh, you have to look at your IMDb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got to check that out. So, so, all right. Um, okay. That, sound, I mean, that sounds about right. Yeah. Because I don't really want that much crew work on my IMDb. So that's why I want to look it's at bu- it. It's building up. It's building up there for sure. It looks great <laughs> from like my perspective. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't really ding people for sort of needing to survive in los angeles like that's kind yeah. of um i just know agents will not like crew yeah credits on my imdb so i appreciate uh, I, whoever's I, mean, I, mean, I, I know i enjoy an actor that is aware of what's happening around them i think that's important that's what i would think too that yeah. people who have worked in production and our successful actors yeah, I guess. are usually more respectful and appreciative and not divas. You would hope. You would hope. You would hope. You would hope. I, yeah. heard, I heard Brooke can be. I'm just kidding. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm the worst. Um, okay. So I was going to ask because th- you posted about this recently and I wanted to say congratulations. I don't know. Every time you say I posted something, I'm like, God damn it. What did I, I post? Like, oh, no. What am I doing? <laughs> Close this do down. Now? Lock this up. 
Uh, you posted a photo of yourself outside of your first trailer. Yes. You had your first trailer, and that I believe it was also your first national commercial spot. Congrats. Correct. Thank Congrats. you so much. That's Hugh Mungo. Thank you. That is what I became union for. I joined oh, the okay. union for that commercial. I have been SAG eligible for couple years i just had the paperwork hanging out and this was the one that they were like you gotta you gotta make the switch so i did mm-hmm. had my own trailer which i was super geeked out about um yeah that was the first big spot so, i'm so excited yes okay lame question trailer how was it this <laughs> What did you do with this trailer? Because, like, you had it mm-hmm. for the full multiple day? Two, two days? days. Two days. I'm just kind of curious on the specificities of what it was like mm-hmm. to have a trailer. Well, we had a base base camp, which yep. is parking, which is where all the trailers were. So I really only got my trailer in the morning because then we would be held in the little mini mansion that was like a two-minute shuttle away. So oh, I only had my trailer. <laughs> I only had my trailer in the morning, but it was, we shot this commercial in February. So it was really cold and call time was like 630 in the morning. So the biggest thing was it was heated and I was warm. That's good. (laughs) And they would bring me coffee and breakfast. And then I would just hop over to wardrobe and they would dress me and then hop over to hair and makeup and they would fix me up so I didn't look like I just rolled out of bed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Which is also what you could do on SAG commercials. I'm used to non-union where you have to bring wardrobe options, come sometimes hair, makeup, ready. Not all the time. Um, But with SAG, just like show up. They had everything for me. Yeah, show up and ideally do nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess come with clean hair. Clean hair, clean face. Yeah. yeah. Like, don't come where we need to wash your hair. Yeah. But I'm clean hair. If you wash it the night before and you wake up with bedhead, like, that's fine. Yeah. We'll fix your hair. Yeah. I was like, that's so nice. <laughs> that is nice. Luxury. It was luxurious. Yeah. I was very... It, was, it, it made me want to work and push harder so I could have that all the time. Okay. Yeah. Spoiled. Gotcha. Spoiled. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I've paid my dues here. <laughs> no, for sure, for sure. <laughs> I guess, okay, cause especially because you worked the cruise site too. Mm-hmm. I was very curious on like, I mean, it's definitely cool. I know I think about, um, like I just think about as a script supervisor or a director, I'm like, I don't think I'm ever going to have my own trailer. Directors get their trailers. Sometimes does a director get a trailer? I uh, I don't know. I've never heard of this. I'm sure Scorsese has a trailer. I know there's there's places that directors hide during lunch sometimes, and because they don't want to be found, they have like secret nooks. I don't know. Yeah. But no, okay. So you had a trailer. <laughs> I had a trailer. Had a toilet in it. Okay. Yeah. I'm very <laughs> you had your personal toilet. Yes. You could set up. You were there for until they called you to set, mm-hmm. which was maybe a couple. Maybe I don't know how much time you had in there to just chill, but um, a couple hours in okay, the morning. That's great. I mean, set was beautiful. Craft services was also luxurious on yeah. that set. That that commercial had a lot of money. Mm-hmm. The lunches were insane. Love love commercial lunches. Well, yeah. Okay, I'm just going to break it down. Go for it, go for it. So two days, we were there. 
the first day we had two options of buffets like what kind of food we wanted no for lunch um what was the first day options i just remember there was every sort of protein you can think of to vegan to carnivores (laughs) there was everything and day two i remember specifically because it was such polar opposites but there was like a southern comfort buffet so like fried chicken and biscuits and gravy for lunch and all this and then a sushi chef came in with like fresh fish mm-hmm. and i had sushi for lunch and you could have both if you wanted to yeah but i just grabbed sushi yeah and then on the first day after lunch they brought in a cappuccino cart which was yeah delicious Seen that. and a lobster truck there were lobster and crab rolls <gasps> and an ice cream truck came after that like wow. they had so much money to spend for it sure. was wild that's nice it was very bougie that's nice i wasn't even hungry and i was just i was like well there's lobster here well so. i'm here for two days <laughs> i might as well go for it might as well indulge yeah in the luxury yeah for sure that's mm-hmm. what i would do. i know like my first commercial sets were like that most definitely where i'm like wait a second here yeah this is real food this is really <laughs> this nice this is like handmade from people that are actually making good money and care about their jobs it looks like yeah um yeah, I like when I know I'm on a I'm on a I'm on a bougie set when there's when the the craft services people <clears throat> bring around like trays throughout the throughout production. Have you? S- I have not seen that. Well, I guess where they'll have because a lot of crew members, it's hard to get too crafty to like just get a snack. So sometimes they'll make like those little like yogurt yogurt cups Mm -hmm. or some sort of like little handy food thing and they'll take a tray around production and just like hand them out to like gaffers and grips and that's really great yeah i'll take one yeah and then for dessert they'll bring out like ice cream sandwiches or something oh i have not had that no okay was that commercially for you always yeah commercial 100 percent zero percent on yeah theatrical yeah yeah, narrative narrative? yeah no no that's we want to put the money on the screen (laughs) right (laughs) <laughs> not in the bellies this is true yes but um yeah. so what was the can we, can i ask about what spot it was specifically or yeah. has, it, has it come out is it, it has come out okay. it played a lot for march madness mm-hmm. it was for FanDuel, which is a sports betting app okay and specifically the dialogue for the commercial our hero talent was talking about march madness so it was a march madness spot and so then, and then you were a i was a principal feature i was next to the hero so if this the hero was here you were me and then there were two others so i got a lot of face time being okay. next to the hero oh, gotcha, i didn't have gotcha. any dialogue so they were the ones kind of talking to the camera and yeah interacting and the, with and the their scene friends. was i'm imagining a poker table for some reason but no we were on a couch here and then a couch here and the tv was up oh, there oh it was game game day but game watching day. we're watching yeah sports yeah so we're watching a basketball game okay which i know nothing about Cool. So I was like, yeah, kick it in the net. You're doing the yay sports thing. <laughs> yay sports. Woo. Yeah. Ball. Which, um, so I actually didn't even submit to this commercial. Jesus, oh, look at this. I know. I was You're with my everybody, friend. You're everybody so upset right now. <laughs> I was with my, I was very lucky to get this Alyssa, spot. yes. I know, actually. <laughs> I have more than one friend, shockingly. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I was with my friend Brent Bailey who's a very successful actor. Uh, We shot a short film together this January, a dark comedy with uh, one of the directors, 
the field director for Ellen DeGeneres. Mm. Um, field director. I don't even know. I don't even know what that is. I think that's the. Would they go out and shoot things? You know, when oh, okay. just not on the lot. Yeah, they'll manage the. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, so I got you, got you for the field. Uh, she was lovely. Um, so we shot a short film together, and that's where I met Brent. Was this January on and the short film, and uh, we just became fast friends. And he was like, "Oh, I also do headshots just on the side." And it had been like three years since I updated my headshots. Mm-hmm. Shout out to COVID. And so I just, <laughs> so I went over to his place and we were doing headshots and he was like, oh, I just got a audition on Actors Access from my agent. Do you mind if I do it real quick? It's due later today. And him and I were just kind of hanging out and like, whatever. And then he read the audition. It was like, oh, two friends watching a basketball game. So we, he was like, do you want to just hop in with me? And we booked it together. We both booked the commercial and like, so cool. thank you so much to him. Otherwise, I never would have got that. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it's that's all. It yeah. Just so, kind of stroke of luck. Yeah. It. Uh, I feel like that's it's too often the story. It's always, that's why it's so frustrating. Not yeah. that I'm even I'm not even an actor and it's frustrating because <laughs> it's like. <clears throat> yeah, because you hope the, the idea is you work hard. And you submit and you submit and you submit and but then some of the big some of the like the bigger breaks or some cooler stuff that you get are just happenstance. Yeah. Well, it's happenstance things, but it's like self created luck kind of thing. Yeah. Where you just stay busy, like you're doing the short film, you're making connections, just the authentic submission with just like, oh yeah, it's, it's not yeah. my thing. I don't let me help you get this thing. Yeah. And then I didn't yeah, that's it is how it happens. It's never the ones where you're like working really hard on your self tape and you're submitting it yourself. It's always yeah. just the, it's the ones you kind of just not throw away, but after you do it, you just never really think about it again. You don't dwell on that's, them. That's a trick. And then you book it. You're like, oh, this is the national commercial. The trick is yeah. to care, but not that much. Yeah. Yep. Care enough. Care long enough. And then say goodbye. Yeah. The, I guess the trick. The trick isn't isn't the trick kind of to be busy? Is that a part of the trick? I mean, that's kind of how I see it. But does that make sense? On um, you have enough going on that you don't linger on stuff that you're like, okay, yeah, I helped a friend with this and I submitted this, but I've got this that I'm looking for. Like you're not really. Yeah, I think busy is key. What's mm-hmm. that quote? Life happens when you're busy making plans. Is that what they Something say? Something like that. Yeah. Okay, I trust you. Yeah, it's a great quote. <laughs> See what else I got here. <clears throat> I don't know why I did that into the microphone. Uh, <laughs> uh, so twelve dates. I'm just kidding. I'm, oh, just, kidding. I'm just kidding. Like, this just is kidding. a wrap. And that's it. I'm done. Um. Uh, I guess. This is a nerdy script supervisor. Just to bring it back to this, um, what does your kit look like? It's a laptop. Yeah. So you come to set with a backpack. <laughs> yes. And you pull out a laptop. Mm-hmm. Do you have a stand that you put it on or you I just do. put it on your lap? I do have a stand. Okay. So, yes, <laughs> I have a backpack and I do keep a little moleskin notepad with me because i like to write uh things down that we owe if the director is ever like we forgot this um we need a yeah our sound is like we need to get uh wild lines yeah Yeah. 
So I have my little moleskin and a pencil, always a pencil, mm-hmm. and my laptop. I do have a black magic mini recorder with an SDI cable. Nerd. But my computer's too old. I can't use it yet. I have to get a new computer because it won't download the program. Can I tell you? Sorry. sorry. No, tell me. And then I have a stand. And that's my kit. (laughs) Tell me. (laughs) So you walk with a stand and a backpack. Um, I actually have a little case for my stand. It's You could break it down. It's like a little... And it latches on somehow or I don't know. I don't... Latches on. Because I imagine like a C stand, ask a big chunky stand, is w- or like a music stand. It's kind of like a music stand. Not yeah, bad. it's like a foldable pretty, pretty tripod. And it holds. Okay, great. Yeah. Nice. What I was gonna say about the black magic. Yes. I don't like. I don't. I don't care about continuity photos. <gasps> <laughs> I do care. Okay, here. Let me. Let me. Let me <clears throat> there's a. Sometimes there's an expectation that the part of the job is like it's required that we take photos of everything, everywhere, all at once. That's no, that's not the. A24. Yeah, A24. <laughs> great, great movie. Um, <laughs> that we just have fo- that we take photos and that it's a part of our job. And if anybody asks for photos, we provide a photo. It's like, hey, look at the photo. Mm-hmm. I took the I took a screenshot. Look, here's the answer to your question in photo form. That's not the job, and I fight against that by not doing it. So I usually, for, I guess my base is I'll take like one screenshot per setup just so I know the sizing of the photo, what's in the background, like what's been established is what I like to know. Like what are we establishing here? Where's the eye line? Snag that. What lens was it on? That kind of basic info. But I don't usually. And then if I, yeah, I don't. So Black Magic is the Black Magic. What's it called? Mini recorder. Mm-hmm. That is designed where we can connect directly to the monitor, have a direct feed to our laptop, and we can take prettier screenshots. Easier, you can just do the little clicky. Yeah. And or a screenshot. Or you could set a timer, and it just yeah. does it by itself. I, yeah, I hate that even more. Why? I hate that even more. There's this thing. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> there's this thing. I think it might just be. <clears throat> it's not like I'm like much older older than you anyway. But I think about like the internet makes us dumber. Like I feel like uh, we choose. We don't retain as much information because we know we can Google it. So we don't. Our brains just know we don't have to know as much stuff because it's readily available. Yeah. So then as a script supervisor, it's my job to be watching stuff and be keeping it in my head. So when I do need an answer, I do need to, like the eye line doesn't match or the 180 was jumped or something kind of pertinent happens, I know immediately and I know everything is up in here. I fear that if I'm continually just like recording the footage and I can just resort back to it and scrub it like a DIT would then I don't have to retain anything. I'm like, oh, you want to know where, what, what what they were holding and what they came in with? Normally, I just make quick, like, hand notes on sides. Like, I'll make a little, I'll write, like, purse, and then I'll make a little a dash, and then when they walk in with it, I'm like, okay, it was over their left shoulder, so I'll put, like, an L on it. Or phone, and then, oh, right. Or phone handoff, and I'll put R, arrow, left. Okay. okay. Like, I'll keep track of, like, which hand did what, more so than taking a photo of it. I feel like photos... Did it just get really dark? I think the clouds <laughs> covered. It's spooky now. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so that's kind of what the, the Googling, the Google effect is kind of how I see it. If it's okay. all there, I'm just, that's not, my so job isn't to review footage and give you an answer. What do you do if someone is arguing with you? Because I love the photos because when I'm right, I'm like, I have proof because I'm argued with a, like a lot, mm-hmm. a lot with eyelines. By, with... from, by just every, by DP director. Are they the primaries? Yeah, DP, director, first AD, questions first me a AD lot. First AD doesn't care. Do they? The last thing I was on, I was questioned a lot. And I, actors as well. I worked with bigger actors where, um, hmm. uh, you know, in a medium setup, he's leaning on an, a door, a front door that's open about this much. And then in the wide, he closed the door all the way and was standing about two feet away from it. I'm like, well, that's not going to match at all. And he was like, this is how I was doing it. And I was like, no, it's not. (laughs) I have a photo. So that's why I like photos (laughs) because it's like, don't argue with me, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It's true. It it can help solidify certain, certain, uh, it can close arguments for sure. Yeah. I guess... More of my general generality, more of my general, more of my thought in general is that if I'm arguing with somebody to get a point across on a continuity note, I'm in a bad place. Like this is like I want to get to the the ideal situation is that we both trust each other. I know you as a DP. This is lit beautifully. I'm not going to criticize your lighting. I'm not going to criticize your composition. I'm not going to, you know, I know what I can speak on and what I can't speak on. Yeah. But when I speak on, hey, I think the eye line should be this direction and not this direction. Or with an actor, it's like, hey, you, sometimes it matters. Sometimes, it, like, again, like you came in and you were talking on the phone on the, on the right cheek. But for some reason on the last take, you had it on the left cheek. So let's just, make, let's be, just be conscious of it. And I don't know if the director cares which one's the preferred. I don't even yeah. know what the preferred take is. But, um... Yeah, I kind of almost like not having the photo. It's just, just again, generally, because then it helps build the trust. <laughs> sure, sure. I mean, yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I, yeah, I see your your perspective. Because I don't teach his own. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It does. It is nice being right. I can almost just feel bad being right sometimes too. It can be. It can, I guess it depends on the, uh, <clears throat> the tonal, the tonal and how you do it. Too. Yeah, it makes a big difference. Is, is we're a team. Right. I mean, the only reason I'm I feel passionate about being right, is for, it's <laughs> li- literally for the film. So it's not yeah, yeah. jumping all over the place in this for scene. Sure, so for sure. it's not like I'm like hey. I'm right. Hey, it's just like, you're that's wrong. That's not gonna cut in post. I'm you know? better than you. Right? No, it's never like that. <laughs> um, I do it as gently as possible, especially to actors. I'm always like, hey, well, of course. You had you had your phone on the other ear. Can we switch? You know, I'm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, you but... had your hair tucked. I know. I know. When I go, this is the thing that I've had forever, and it's kind of a. I kind of get annoyed with myself, but like as a kid like going up to a teacher like i drop my voice down or like no i raise it up i don't know what i do it's kind of like you're talking to somebody you're afraid to talk to like hey um can i go to the bathroom right now like and you're asking permission and you're just scared like that's how i go up to uh people in general it's like hey yeah like kind of what you do is like hey um 
So you did that. It just makes I just I do that to actors because I know actors can have a big ego about making a mistake and For a sure. big ego just being like they get super self-conscious. I don't want to interfere with their acting. So I'm just like You'll I make the... it I try not to make it a big deal. Like it's oh, not a big deal, but just like maybe switch the phone, you know. Yeah, <laughs> For yeah, yeah. me, but for my director, I feel like I'm. Uh, I'll I'll talk I can less. Get, I can get you know. sassy. But, sorry. Yeah. Really. Me? Yeah. I fight um, back with sass. It's not appreciated sometimes. I f- I, I'm sure I have, but I don't know if it's ever been towards my director. I'm great at the under the breath commentary. Oh. I don't do that too often. It's usually I do it as a joke too a lot as well. When the stuff that doesn't matter. So I, I, I sprinkle, I mix it up. Yeah. Got to keep them on their toes. Yeah, keep them on the toes. <laughs> they don't know what's coming their way. I, uh, on the last thing I did, I had a sound guy that loved to make comments under his breath. But he was also, he was the mixer and then we had a boom op. Um, and he was so lazy. Like he would never get out of his chair. And if I was like running around on set, not really in village, he would never just get up and, like, come ask me what take we're on. I would always have to run back to village and, you know, do that. And um, we started one day, and he came up to me and asked what scene we are on. And he, he said it was, like, four uh, scene – it was some weird – it was numbered weird, the scene. We had added – I think we added a scene. It was, like, alpha two, and it was take one. Sure. So he, he phrased it as alpha two dash one. And in my head, I, I took it as take one. So I said it back to him. I said, yeah, scene alpha two, take one. So we're on take four. We had started our day. And he said, hey, Brooke, the slate is saying alpha two, take four. And I was like, correct. And he was like, what happened to alpha two dash one? And I was like, what do you mean dash one? And he was like, well, the schedule says dash one. And I was like, I don't I, like if we just had a miscommunication mm-hmm. and mixers can go in and relabel. And I was like, yeah, can you, I don't know. Like I repeated back to you, you know, alpha two, take one. I don't know where you got this dash one. I repeated it back to you before we started rolling today. And he just started mumbling under his breath and it was in village in front of everyone. And I called him out on that shit because if you have something to say to me, say it out loud. You're a grown man. Mm-hmm. So not to call you out on oh, your mumbling, no, no, but no. I was not happy with it. I was like, yeah. just relabel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta watch the mumbles. Gotta it's a, it's a classic mumbles. sound person thing though too, because they have it as bad as as script supervisors a lot of the time too, where they're they're constantly trying to be like, I'm here to get the best sound we can, but you're constantly putting me in positions in which you're making my job harder. Like I can't boom, like my boom op can't even get in and you're not letting me set up here and yeah. I don't have time with the actors and I got to make this adjustment. And you're saying just go again. Like, yeah. yeah. Sound so, does have it hard. And they hear sure. everything. So. They do hear everything. So. Yes. But yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I was just totally shit talking to that guy, but like we're, we're cool happens. now. We it talked happens. afterwards. <laughs> yeah. I had a, I lost my thought again. Oh no. Sound, bad sound. I will say sound has one of the toughest jobs. I think art department has a really tough job. It's all hard. I would never want to be art. I don't remember. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's see what else I got. I think we're winding down. Um, okay. Yes. Everything is, is wonderful. Uh, I guess classic, classic podcast question. And it's kind of it's boring. I don't know. So we're already like halfway through. We're like nearing the halfway mark of 2022 already. Uh, what i'm very curious as like we talked about you you recently joined sag you're seeking uh representation on the agent side uh on the actor side um you talked about being a writer you talked about dreams of directing but not being not feeling ready for it yet and plus the uh the energy aspect too is like if you're going to be putting energy towards something you prefer to go to acting currently than the directing side and trying to produce a thing. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Um, this, but then there's script supervising as well. And you mentioned you're going on vacation soon or something. I don't, no, yes. you're Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, what, what are, I'm like for the rest of 2022, let's say or into next year, like what are you, how are you, how do you approach, how do you approach the future? What is, uh, yeah. Um, so acting is on the forefront of my mind and my priorities. Uh, I'm going to be out of town here in the next two weeks for about two weeks, just going to visit uh, my boyfriend's parents in Virginia. So nice. just, just a little getaway. Mm-hmm. But when I get back, I will be hopping into a new acting class, which I always find that when I mm. you know, try a new technique or a new class and meet new people, new acting opportunities are always presented to me um whether it's just making a short film with friends you know building your reel or getting cast in something real you know legitimate uh there's always something that comes good from joining a new acting class okay um so that will be that will be next when i get back from my trip to virginia uh, agent, always submitting to agents. It is hard to get a theatrical agent, like you said. Um, but I have, I would say my commercial resume and reel is much bigger than my theatrical reel. So booking that or getting a commercial agent, I think will, will do good yeah. to start with. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I would say that's kind of on the agenda for the rest of 2022, obviously working in production in Italy at the end of the year. That's a big one. That's a big one. So that that pretty much sums up my 2022, and we'll see where acting takes me. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. Cool. Let's manifest a Netflix show. <laughs> <laughs> there <laughs> we go. Ne- I don't know. Do you want to be on Netflix? I okay. don't know. Do I? I don't know. HBO Max is a place to be these days, no? I've been on HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> See, you've already got the groundwork laid there. Right. You've already, you're already in the rooms on multiple shows. Euphoria, HBO Max. (laughs) HBO Max. There's a lot of yeah. I don't know Netflix. I don't know. I don't hear many good things about Netflix these days, but yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Last good show I recall is Queen's Gambit. I haven't. I don't know much about any show since then. Queen's Gambit was good. I was a big fan of Bridgerton. Okay. Yeah. Made Bridgerton season. Season three. Was that the latest one? Season two just came okay. out. So they're, doing, I they're, they're casting right now, I heard. 
three. I don't have an accent, but we'll work on it. You can work on it. I can work you on it. You got it. Yeah. They'll just dub over you. It's fine. <laughs> they have AI technology for that now. Exactly. <laughs> cool. It feels okay. Great. We Wonderful. talked about so many things. We did. We did. Great. Uh, awesome. Okay. I guess I thought I had a thought. I, my thoughts are just, I'm, I'm, I'm stumbling here. To end it, for those that want to keep in the loop with all things Brooke Lusk, on because uh, you're pretty good about posting what you're up to and all that kind of stuff, right? Do you, yeah. do you like to share tidbits? Because I know like I'm kind of, I'll do the day one and day two things, but I keep it kind of obscure, just set. It's like, I don't, I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, I don't, yeah. but I don't know what you, what your technique is. But either way, if people, is it worth following you? First of all, I'm yes. Yeah. If you want to <laughs> keep up with my set life, some of my personal life, uh, just my first and last name, my Instagram, Brooke Lusk. Awesome. I don't Easy. tweet and I don't do the Facebook. <laughs> I got to get you on the Facebook. <laughs> maybe yes. no you don't want to be a screw okay anyway um great that's the show thanks for coming out thank you for having me that was fun great nerding out. <laughs> for sure nerding out all right okay bye everybody oh, oh, oh.